This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Pastor Michael, this question that we have today, I love the heart of the person who's asking this question. And it says, what is the best translation for memorizing scripture? So obviously they see the importance of memorizing scripture. So the heart is right. The question is, which translation? For me, it doesn't really matter as long as it's not the King James. (laughs) (laughs) All my King James friends are like, yo, this is one that we totally agree on. Uh, Well, uh, let's talk about why. Yeah, let's talk about why. Now, let me me preface this and say, when I first became a Christian, King James was the the translation that we used. In You're in every, a fundy church, right? Yeah, I yeah. was in that kind of church, and that's the translation we used. And to this day, I've memorized scripture as a, a new believer, as a young believer. I memorize scriptures in the King James, and to this day, the only way I can recite them is in King James. King and James. I, I have to do the edit in, in midstream, you know, it's like, oh, yep. no, it's not ye, it's you, uh, you know, and it's not thou, it's you. You want to hear, hear a funny story? When the Apostle Paul originally, he wrote in King James, and then the Greeks <laughs> had to translate the King James into Greek. And yeah, so go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's where it basically came from. Um, so <laughs> you're a fundy too. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's <laughs> now some people, you know, so like if you grew up in a Wanda, a Wanda, a Wanda, okay. which is a children's ministry that really helps for, kids memorize yeah, and scripture, for years, worldwide ministry, by yeah, the way. For years, they only had their books, their memorization books in King James. And yep. it was, within the last 10 or 15 years that they actually brought in more current translations. Yeah. And if you grew up in Awana, I'm not saying memorizing the King James is sinful. Not Don't get all. me wrong. No. Okay. Let me give a, a reason why if you have been memorizing in the King James, I would personally encourage you to shift. It may not be possible for you. I get that. And, and you may have a conscience issue, which prevents it, And that's fine. But here's why. Because one of the values of Bible memorization is your own personal edification. And if you know the King James means, that's awesome for Mm -hmm. you. That's great. And so you're fulfilling that. One of the other benefits is your ability to communicate scripture to other people. And here's what I know. Non-Christians do not understand the language of the King James. Right. So if I'm trying to sit down with a kid a non-Christian, an unchurched person, maybe even somebody who believes the Bible is irrelevant. And one of the reasons they believe the Bible is irrelevant is because it's couched in language. They just don't understand. The Shakespearean language. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it might be beautiful and it might be helpful. And, and I'm not saying it's a bad language. I'm just saying that the common person does not understand it. Now, I've heard uh, fundies, usually older men and women say the following, well, it doesn't take that much effort. If you just try a little bit, you can understand it. Well, Already, when you use a different language, you're creating mm-hmm. an unnecessary roadblock to somebody simply understanding the powerful words of Scripture. And you could look at me and say, well, the Bible has power no matter what translations it's in. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. If, if it's I, understood, If it's does. understood, it does. Yeah. If, I, if I go preach uh, Koine Greek to an American, they're not going to understand it. Understand and it. you could look at me and say, well, the Bible has inherent power. Tim, you hit the nail on the head. When? It is understood. right? And what I'm trying to tell most people, and the fundies don't want to hear this, is the common man does not understand the language. And so what we need to do is remove 
all of those roadblocks mm-hmm. that we can. And so that's why I just tell people, if you want to pass the word of God on to the next generation of your children and grandchildren, if you want to pass the word of God on to unchurched people and non-Christians and speak in words that they understand, you're not going to be able to use the KJV. It's just right. not going to be an effective tool to do that for the for the upcoming generation. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying you've sinned or done anything wrong. All I'm saying is that version creates unnecessary roadblocks and understanding for when we share the word of God with other people. You, my audience, you can so feel free to disagree. This is not like a hill I want to die on, although it is the, I I do have major issues with the KJV only crowd. Yeah. Um, I do. For that very reason. Yeah. And I, because we don't speak that in our normal vernacular. We don't speak that in our day to day life. Yep. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. I have major issues with the accuracy of significant portions of the KJV. I'm not saying it is going to lead anybody astray. I'm just saying it is not the most accurate version that we have. And science tells us this and not just liberal secular science. I mean, really good godly men and women who study textual criticism um, will tell you that this is not the most accurate version. That being said. After that, I don't really care what version, as long mm-hmm. as it's a real version. This person, they they said, I read the New Living Translation, the NLT, and I started to memorize scripture in that translation. Awesome. Yeah, that's all right. That's basically a dynamic equivalent, sort of similar uh, to the NIV. And if you, I grew up with the NIV um, at our church. So when I moved to the New American Standard Bible, I had to like reprocess all the text. Yep. And now I preach out of the ESV and I had to reprocess it all again. <laughs> Part of me just wishes I stuck with the NIV the whole time, but as a teacher, I needed a more literal yeah, translation. Yeah, the most literal, accurate yeah, translation. And so, but if you memorize the NLT, it's a great version. It's a dynamic equivalent, which means you're going to get thought for thought throughout the text, and uh, you're it's not going to lead you astray. It's a great version of the Bible. If you're going to do the NIV, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the ESV, that is really, really a great version. It's literal and readable. Uh, the New American Standard Version, I probably have memorized the majority of Scripture in yep, that. that would be my second most common. And I will say it reads like a brick, but it's easy to memorize. <laughs> yes. um, so it's also probably not the always the most helpful for sharing with, with uh, unbelievers. I usually find the NLT, NIV, or ESV to be the most effective in terms of communication with kids and with um, non-Christians. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, that's all I can tell you. But I don't care. If you want to memorize in the NAS, at least it's understandable. And that's Whereas right. the KJV is largely not, uh, it's an unnecessary roadblock. Yeah. You disagree, agree, anything? I agree with that. There are translations that are more helpful to understand because they are written and they are tr- the translation is closer to our normal day-to-day language. Like the NLT and IV. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> as I think about the Amplified Bible, can anyone actually memorize the Amplified it's, Bible? It's so verbose that, uh, it's like, you know, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's not a translation. No. So it's that's almost a commentary in its own yeah. right, you know. So, But I love the heart of this person that's asking this question. And I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 119, 11, where he writes a song that we should sing. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And he's talking to God. And that should be the heart of everyone, every Christian. As we learn God's word, we're learning it that we might not sin against God, that mm-hmm. we can hide his word in our heart, that we might not sin against him. So the memorization is not for head knowledge, but it's for heart attitude and heart action. And that I, I just love that, you know, and whatever translation uh, is easiest for the person. And I would also say this, 
depending on where they're at in their church world, you know, if their local church uses NIV, then I would encourage them memorize an NIV. If their local church uses ESV, like Village Church, mm-hmm. that should be the translation that you try to memorize most of your scripture in because when the pastor or the teacher is is talking about such and such scripture, oh yeah, I memorized it and it was just like that. Yep. Versus, yeah, uh, wait a minute, the pastor's, you know, read the scripture and I memorized it in uh, maybe King James or New American Standard. And it's like, well, it reads differently there. And then we get kind of on a hang up immediately and, and get a distraction. What version of the Bible did you memorize the books of the Bible? Uh, that would have been, <laughs> that would have been King James. <laughs> God's word. <laughs> uh, it's all the same. Audience. It's all the same it's in any translation. Same. That's right. That's right. Thanks listeners for joining us today. The importance is memorize God's word. Please come back next time when we answer the question, if the head of the home is a non-Christian, should the wife be the head?